JN Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're you know they're listening to the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Now, now Charlamagne, right now, it sounds like you got some weird auto-tune filter going on with your voice. I felt like I got auto-tune. Both like, of us are just, both of us? Sound like just Envy. Envy sound like a new rapper that's fresh on the scene. I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me better now? Sounds Is it like better trying, now? Trying to take, take Future's wave, the wave that he took from <laughs> T-Pain, and you trying to continue. I just jumped out the Maybach. I just jumped out the Maybach. Oh, Did God. it sound good or it still sounds bad? Guess who bad. I met yesterday at the iHeart Awards? Because we're out here in L.A., me and Envy. That's right. We met Assad. Assad? Who's Khaled's Assad? son. Khaled's son. DJ Khaled's son. Yes, he's oh, so cute. okay, okay. I don't know why that was such a highlight for me. I was like, where's Assad? And then he showed up. Just popped right up. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> he was in there working. But last night was the iHeart Radio Music Awards. It was a, a dope show. Cardi B opened up and killed it. Shout to Cardi B. She asked about you, Charlamagne. That's boo. That's my girl. You know, drop one of Clues Bombs for Cardi B, damn it. I, I heard she got her album dropping in April. Yeah, she said April. She released a date yesterday, April. So we look forward to that. Which I kind of already figured out because I was looking at the Breakfast Club schedule and I saw her schedule for April and I was like, Cardi's album must be dropping. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, she killed it last night. Uh, shout to Chance the Rapper. He picked up an award for, what was it, Innovative? Yeah, um, and Cardi also got an award for Best New Artist. Well, so, best New Artist, yep. Yes, congratulations to her for that. We had a good time. The IR Awards were pretty phenomenal, but I know we're going to get into it some more this morning. But uh, Camila Cabello, Cabello performed with Young Thug. That was their first time performing that Havana song that mm -hmm. they had together. Eminem performed with Kalani, yep. which was colossal. Eminem is a great performer, and so is Kalani, so... Uh, who else performed? Uh, N.E.R.D. closed out the show with Lemon. Yeah. With a lot of energy. I feel Yeah, bad. we had a good time. Met the Man was right by us. Yeah, I feel bad because as an iHeart employee, I didn't watch the iHeart Awards last night. It was so much other good TV on last night. The, the, did O.J. Confess was on? Oh, my God. Did y'all see that? Did y'all get a chance? Yeah, to I did see that clip. Oh, He's crazy. Man, listen, I just want to know why. <laughs> That's all I want yeah, to know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Why make a hypothetical murder narrative? Like, that money for that book deal couldn't have been that great. I don't want to you know You know what? Why. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, right? Remember, OJ was dead broke. The Her family, Nicole's family, took everything. So he had no he money. Paid but I, huh? He never paid But I thought, he's not a, I thought he couldn't really make any money because the money has to go right to the Directly family. To them, yeah. As a matter of fact, I think the money does go to the family for this. Really? Because the family no. actually approved him doing this, I thought. Well, last night at the end From of the show, when it went off, it said OJ did not get compensated for this. I don't know what right. that means. I'm thinking that uh, you know Netflix. The family. Off Netflix would have offered him a lot more for the special, but he's never paid that family a dime, has he? He's never paid that family. But I, don't I, think, know. I think the money that he makes has to go to yeah, them. It has to go to the family, unless they paid him un under the counter or something like that, brown paper bag. Because there's no way I can see anybody doing that and not get something. So that's all the more reason as to why would you do it? Because why would you do a hypothetical murder now? If you think OJ couldn't have got a book deal without that, of course he could have got a book deal without that. Absolutely. And who's Charlie? 
Is, is Charlie a fictional character? Well, I don't know. That's that, if he did it. I've never seen. I've never, <laughs> yeah, right. that, that's the most craziest thing I've seen on television in a long time. OJ, <laughs> you is, and me both. OJ is a psychopath, and if you rode for OJ, hey, guess what? You were on the wrong side of history. Sorry. Absolutely, but he, you know, he can't be charged twice. I'm sitting there like he uh, is crazy. Hey, you sit right there. The white man always got a plan, bro. I think <laughs> you they, right. They might amend the Constitution today just to pick OJ up on double jeopardy charges. <laughs> yeah, sit right there. it says court. The court awarded the rights of the books, the book to the Goldman family to partially satisfy that civil judgment. So, so Jeez, so he's you, crazy. So you you know all your money going to somebody else, but you still do a hypothetical murder narrative for what? He must That's be- almost like a middle finger, though. Like, oh, like, oh yeah, oh. you want to take everything? Well, I'm gonna give you this. That was the most YOLO, nan nan boo boo thing I ever seen in my life. Never. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, since we're on that vein, let's talk about Donald Trump and Ooh. some things he had to say over the weekend. My goodness. Oh, and don't forget, All Sting right. and Shaggy will be joining us this morning. That's right. Sting and Shaggy will be joining us this morning. So we'll kick it with them in a little That's bit. That's a vibe. And front page news is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Yeah, what are we talking about on front page news? Uh, we are talking about the Trump administration. Now, last night they proposed some school personnel uh, p- with rigorous firearms training, and they want a bill to improve criminal background checks on gun buyers, but they don't want to increase the minimum age to buy certain firearms, which was originally a policy that Donald Trump said that he would support. So this is, of course, almost uh, three more than three weeks after the Parkland, Florida school shooting. And here is what happened last night at the iHeart Awards. Big Sean actually introduced a survivor named Alex Moscow. Here's what he had to say about the students. February 14th, a gunman armed with a legally purchased semi-automatic rifle murdered 17 people at my high school, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, in Parkland, Florida. We're tired of hearing politicians send their thoughts and prayers to us and doing nothing to make the necessary changes to prevent this tragedy from happening again. School is a place where we should feel safe. And if those elected to represent us won't do what's right to keep us safe, then we're going to be too loud for them to ignore. Why? I just want to know why not just hire armed security? Like, why, why are you paying these teachers crumbs already and then you want them to be able to arm themselves? Like, they're not there to be security guards and teachers. Well, they said it's going gonna, it's gonna to be firearms training for spe- specially qualified school personnel on a voluntary basis. Why not just hire armed security? Voluntary. Right. So then they said they also are floating around the idea of arming teachers and school officials after that shooting. And, of course, people are very critical of that. They also want to support the transition of military veterans and retired law enforcement into new careers in education. Why not? I don't think they have the budget. Security. I don't think they have the budget. I don't think they can afford it. That's why they got to pay the teachers so little. I don't think they can afford it. A lot of these schools don't have the necessary books, pens, supplies. I don't think they can afford it. Well, the government spends money on what they want to spend it on, so they should want to spend it on the education system and making sure our students are safe. Yeah, and you're already not paying for school supplies, so pay for some armed security. The same armed security that the airport's got and all of these other government buildings and institutions, why not just implement that in the school? Now, Trump is also talking about expanding and overhauling a men- mental health programs, including those that help identify and treat those who may be a threat to themselves or others. They've announced that as well. Here's some more from last night's I Heart Awards with Alex Moscow. We're marching in Washington, D.C. on March 24th for all of our fellow students and for the victims and survivors of gun violence in every community, from New Orleans to Chicago, Baltimore, or Detroit. We hope you will join us. Go to MarchForOurLives.com to RSVP today. If you're unable to make it to D.C., you can join one of the 600 marches being planned in every state across this country and even around the world. What are you doing in D.C. now? 
Uh, March. Doing a march. Now, they're also talking about doing this effort on Wednesday that's going to be a national school walkout. It's a protest, which is both a memorial and protest action. Students and teachers across the U.S. are going to walk out of their schools and universities, and that's to honor the lives of the 17 people killed at Stoneman Douglas and to also press for stricter gun control laws. Mm. So that's going to happen Wednesday, March 14th at 10 a.m. local time. And it's going to last for 17 minutes. That's to honor the lives of those killed at Storm and Douglas. So they're going to walk out and walk back into class. Mm-hmm. For okay. 17 minutes. Nice little smoke break. You know what I mean? What time are they going to do it again? Uh, it's supposed to be at 10 a.m. Kids shouldn't be smoking, Charlotte. I'm not just talking about the kids. The administration can go out there and get a little smoke, too. Well, I think it's to honor the lives of the 17 people that were killed. Absolutely. So. You can honor them and still smoke a cigarette. No, you can't. Continue on, you. I don't think that's the point of it, but yeah. But what they are saying is that school officials in different uh, states are reacting differently to that walkout. Now, some students could face disciplinary action if they join the walkout with the, without the permission of school administrators. They are saying that they may oh, give students unexcused absences, dock their grades, or suspend them if they choose to join the walkout at some schools. That's the whole so. point of the walkout. You don't get you don't right. you don't ask permission to protest. What the hell's well, they got to do it all together. Exactly. You know, right. you don't ask permission to protest. You just go do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Or if you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity, call us now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm J- Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Thug's Angel. Hey, mama, get it off your chest. DJ, Amy, you just made me mad because these schools that are getting shot up look like college campuses. They can afford armed guards. They have the, all the pencils and pens and papers and laptops and bags that they need. They've been having armed guards and security in urban schools since the 90s. That's they can a fact. afford it. They can definitely afford it. And I always talk about that with the schools. Everything should be across the board. You can't just say certain schools yeah, get this and other schools every don't. Every school. Mm-hmm. And, and I want them to have security. I, I would appreciate it. But I, that's what their excuse is going to be, that maybe they don't have. I don't, I don't know what the policy they, is or how much money they have. I they, said maybe that would be the problem. I'm they, not sure, Mama. They definitely got the money. I mean, the government can. The government always finds money to pay for what it wants to pay for. If right. they can pay for a wall, they can pay for armed security in the school. Hello, but, who's this? This is Jeff. Good morning. Jeff, get it off your chest. I'm blessed this morning because I'm woke, and I'm mad that y'all ain't put ye in the uh, safari video, man. Why ye wasn't in there? I don't know. The two of them was so thirsty to be in safari's video. Yeah, it was, was crazy. Like, well, well, yeah, I'm like, Charlamagne, <laughs> you got Envy riding around the car, chauffeuring around safari. And then you got where ye at? I know ye ain't in the video. Well, let's be clear. Uh, he put my name in the song, but I didn't sign off to be in no goddamn video. <laughs> Nobody signed off. I didn't, sign, I didn't sign no release to be in no video. So I'm gonna let I'm letting Safari know now. If that song really, really do take off, I'm coming to collect some coins. <laughs> you a thought? Hello, no, who's this? You already got your co- you already got your coins. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ and me. This is Kimmy G from Cali. Hey, mama, get it off your chest. I'm blessed because even though I'm pulling an all-nighter to study, I'm glad that I'm getting it done so that tomorrow I'll be able to get that A or at least work towards that A. You know what I mean? There you go. There you go. I know that's right. The work you put in today affects what happens in your life tomorrow, boo. What school you go to? Definitely. I'm uh, going to CSULB. That's uh, California State Long Beach over here in L.A. I read Charlemagne, your book, and I know that's one of the key principles on it. Might as well. I okay. read a book on Audible. 
What, well, you didn't read it on Audible. You then you to listen to it. Listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. No, I don't. We know, know what you mean. Saying, She's having you. an all-nighter. She can't think straight. There you go. I really appreciate you re- yeah, uh, listening to the book. Yeah, I have too much assigned reading, so I have to make sure I support you guys. You know what I mean? Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Mama. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? This is uh, Chandler from uh, Columbus, Ohio. How y'all doing? What's up, Chandler? Get it off your chest. What's up, Chandler? (laughs) And I just want to say I woke up blessed this morning because I woke up. My son turns four on Wednesday. And uh, my beautiful... My beautiful girlfriend uh, woke up this woke me up this morning, and next month's my birthday, and she told me we're gonna go on a vacation. I don't know where. Nice. Oh, that's great. Somewhere tropical, so I need a vacation bad. So I'm just calling the Cowboys this morning. Tell her to look into. Um, first of all, congratulations, and tell her to look into City Island and a place called oh, the Bronx. It. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tropical place. <laughs> oh my goodness! Bye. This guy. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela. How are you? Uh oh, who's this? Oh, Snackman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in Florida, yo. What's up? That's exactly yo, where Angela. your crazy ass need to be. Uh-huh. Angela, I'm at the same spot that I was at seven years ago when I told you my first joke on the BC, yo. Yo. Okay. That's dope. So and, let me hear another joke. That, all right. Oh, well, listen, this is, this is the deal. I'm celebrating my grandfather's 97th birthday. Um, He's a comedian, too, you know. That's where I get it from. So, and his award-winning happy, joke. Happy birthday to your grandpa. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Snack but, um, man, get to the point, please. Uh... Yeah. All right, I'm you don't have Florida. one. Have I'm a nice in, day, sir. I'm in, I'm in Florida right now. Yeah, exactly where your crazy ass need to be with all other crazy <laughs> Goodbye, people. Snack Man. Have a blessed uh, day. My guy, Snack Man. Next one. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on, man? It's Lorenzo from Brooklyn. Lorenzo, get it off your chest. Yo, what up, Envy? What up, Charlemagne? What up, Yee? What up, my brother? What up, what up Renzo? How you? I'm good, man. Did y'all see the shot last night? I know. Don't tell us about it. Last night. No, oh, no, my no. God. We don't want to hear about it. We that. were at the nope. iHeart Awards. Hey, yeah, he was out. Yeah. Oh, my no. God, man. Oh, don't y'all my do God. It. Amazing, don't y'all amazing. do it. <laughs> we not going to do it. But listen, man, That was that's one of the best shows out, man. I can't right. that enough. It's, it's not Yo. even close. If you're not watching The Shy, I don't know what you're doing with your life, man. Salute to Lena Waif. The Shy is amazing. You know what hurt my heart last night on The Shy? Work. No! Come on, people haven't seen it yet. All right, thank you so much, Renzo. When Jerrica told Brandon what she told him. That all right, all heart, right, okay. all right. We'll do it tomorrow, man. All right, all yeah, right. Yeah, do it tomorrow. You guys are jerks. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is um, Shakira. I'm calling from Hugie, South Carolina. Hugie! Hey, Shakira. 843, what's happening? <laughs> Get it off hey, your chest. You? Hey, boo. Good morning. Um, I'm calling about this situation. This uh, It's so sad. It's this 22-year-old, he killed his grandmother, he killed his granddaddy, he killed his aunt, and he killed his cousin. In Hugie? Well, no, it happened in uh, Mount Pleasant. Okay. Mount Pleasant right by Hugie. Yeah, and um, I kind of knew him. Like, I worked with him. I was working wow. at Crackville, and he, shoo- he showed no signs of it at all. Damn. Was he white? No, he wasn't. And he didn't. It wasn't any guns used or anything like that. I don't. I think it said blunt force trauma that they all die from. Yikes. Wow. That's crazy. Hey, what Cracker Barrel you work yeah. at? So when I'm in South Carolina, I can come down there and give me a little discount or something. Use your little employee discount. What Cracker Barrel you work at? <laughs> I was. I don't work there anymore. I was working at the one in my Pleasant. But now I'm 
I'm in the Air Force right now. I'm in reserve. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. I love Cracker Barrel. Lord have mercy. You go, you go give me them biscuits? I did, too. And them turkey I did, patties? So they, didn't, they didn't want to bring me back after I went to college, so I don't love them anymore. Uh, I'm sorry for you be working at Cracker Barrel if you got lost. a college degree. Oh, yeah, yeah. But while I was in college, I wanted to come back, you know, and work while I was in college. Well, That's a, right. Get that money, girl. Have a blessed morning. Yeah. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up at any time. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll talk about a rapper who was at the airport and I guess didn't know he had a gun on him and find out what he did to get away. My goodness. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee oh. on the Breakfast Club. Damn, what happened to T? What, the, what the hell report? happened? You don't hey, what, Don't I usually say morning, everybody? It's the Breakfast Club. We got this coming up. Hey, no, nope. that's, that's what I, I thought. But I guess they just want today. you to get to it. Get to it. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to it, guys. Yee. All right, well, it was the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards last night. That's where DJ Envy and I are still in L.A. We'll be back later today in New mm -hmm, York. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about some of the big winners. Song of the Year was Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Also, he won Male Artist of the Year. He wasn't there, but he was in Melbourne, Australia, so he actually did a performance from there, which right. they aired while we were watching. Uh, as you know, DJ Khaled was hosting. Yep. And he won for Hip Hop Song of the Year for Wild Thoughts. That was the Feels sweetest. Like that was By the way, that was the easiest hosting gig I ever seen a person have. Khaled was only on that <laughs> show like twice, right? Three times, I think. Three or four times. Three times in how All many right. hours? Three. Sweet hosting gig. Mm -hmm. All right, well, Kendrick Lamar won for Hip Hop Artist of the Year and Hip Hop Album of the Year, and Cardi B was winner for Best New Hip Hop Artist. Here's what she had to say when she hit the stage. I want to thank my fans, Barty Gang, because even when I'm wrong, they be like... She's still right. And I want to thank my haters, too, because they be downloading my stuff so they can hear it and talk crap about it. But it benefits me. <laughs> my album will be coming in April. Okay. Dropping the clues, boss, for Cardi B. I knew her album yes. was dropping in April because uh, she's scheduled to come on The Breakfast Club in April. I was like, oh, she must be dropping her album. She definitely had the best speech of the night last night. Now, Bruno Mars won for R&B Artist of the Year. Oh, and that cultural appropriator? R&B Song of <laughs> the Year. It. They asked us about that on the red carpet. And really? I was like, "How is yeah, about Bruno Mars. You think he's uh, guilty of cultural appropriation. Damn, that little video went that viral this weekend that they asked y'all about sure on the did. red carpet? Yeah. All right, also, what did Khalid answer? went for... Let's not speed by that. Now, what did y'all answer when asked that question? I said, absolutely not. Bruno Mars has been doing this since he was like four years old. And he's also a person of color, so I don't understand how he could be guilty of cultural appropriation. And he's written songs for so many people. You just have to know your history. I don't know if, I don't know what Bruno is, to be honest with you. But I, I mean... I don't know either, I but I, he I, seems like he's, he's a little bit of everything. But I can't see it. He's been all, writing, like she said, since four years old. Yeah, not, not all, all people appropriate uh, music in some way, shape, or form. In fact, uh, next hour, we have somebody coming in that some people would probably call a cultural appropriator, which is Sting. So we'll talk to him about that. Right, but I definitely can't. I think that Bruno Mars is extremely talented. I don't think that he in any way is guilty of that. I don't even understand how he's being accused of that, but whatever. All right, now Eminem also performed, I told you this earlier, with Kalani, and he added a special verse to his song, Nowhere Fast. Sometimes I told you what this world has come to, it's blowing up. This whole country is going nuts, and in our way, it's in our way that responsible for this whole production. They hold the strings to control the public. They threaten to take away government books, so they know the government won't do nothing, and no one's watching gun owners clutching and loaded weapons. They love their guns more than our children. If we can never want to send it in our building. 
Jesus Christ, that, that audio was the trash. worst audio. Yeah, that, that audio, audio was, was ass. Like, come on. Like, who, 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 y'all, y'all played the back of a Walkman? And Chance the Rapper got the Innovator Award as well. So congratulations to him and everybody that he got to think while he was there. Now let's take it to Joel Santana. He has to turn himself in, and they're saying that he most likely will be doing that today. Now, this happened after Saturday. He was at the airport in New Jersey, and there was a firearm located in his bag. Now, what would you do? Well, apparently he just got out of there, you know? So he got in a cab and just fled the scene when it happened. And according to news reports, he is going to turn himself in, and he's supposed to meet with authorities, they said, by 9 a.m. There's a nice run it, run it joke in there somewhere, or a nice he went back to the crib quip. I'll find it sooner or later. Well, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to be the charge. They said police found two, uh, well, they found a loaded handgun in, in the uh, bag. So I don't know what's going to end up happening with him. But well, I'm sure that he's making sure that he's trying to line everything up so right. that he can be in and out. Well, I'm lining him up for donkey of the day uh, at four after the hour at eight o'clock. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, Miss Yee. Now, I was about to say Charlamagne. Yee, we got front page news coming up. Uh, Yeah, let's talk about, man, I hate having to do this. Let me see if I can switch it up. But uh, we are going to talk about Donald Trump. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. And also, Shaggy and Sting will be joining us next hour. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about your president, Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump was in Western Pennsylvania Saturday night, and he was rallying for Rick Saccone ahead of Tuesday's special congressional election. And here's what he had to say. He actually talked for about over an hour about a variety of different things. He was talking about Oprah possibly running for president. Here's what he said. Oh, I'd love Oprah to win. I'd love to beat Oprah. I know her weakness. No, no, I know her weakness. We know a lot of yours, and you're still there. And then... He also talked about his slogan. I guess he's already thinking about running for a re-election. But our new slogan, when we start running in, can you believe it, two years from now, is going to be, keep America great, exclamation. Trump should really enjoy the moment, though, instead of looking to 2020. Enjoy the moment, bro. All right. Another thing he talked about was the death penalty for drug dealers. He says other countries do that. A death penalty or life in prison for drug dealers. And he said the United States should consider those same penalties. He said, I think it's a discussion we have to start thinking about. I don't know if we're ready. I don't know if this country is ready for it. And he said those convicted of killing just one person in shootings and stabbings at times face a death penalty or life in prison without parole. But someone can kill 5,000 people with drugs because you're smuggling them in and you're making a lot of money and people are dying. That's definitely a lot. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, definitely a lot of countries that have this penalty, and I, I don't know if y'all know this, but that's what Trump does. He pays attention to what other countries are doing, and then he implements them, or tries to implement them here, or speaks about implementing them. He even spoke this weekend about uh, being president for life, because I think that's what well, happened. Um, I think that's in China, is it? Yeah, that he China? would want to be president for life? Yeah. Hell no. And then he doesn't want to sell them any steel, but I mean aluminum, and take stuff from them. But I will say this: in that case, you have to give the death penalty to, uh, I mean, I guess the lawmakers in Flint, Michigan, who actually killed all those people because of uh, the contamination of the water, and people that are in our own government for not having the proper health care, and a lot of people are dying from that. So you can't just say drug dealers kill lots of people. A lot, you know, his own people do. So I don't know. It sounds a little bit crazy. 
sell some weed, get the death penalty. All right. And um, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but there was a helicopter crash in New York City's East River and five people are dead. The pilot is the sole survivor really? of that helicopter crash. Yes, that went down in New York's East River on Sunday. Now, three of the passengers Whoa. had been taken to the hospital. They had critical injuries after surviving the crash, but they did confirm their deaths early Monday. Jeez, I'm scared of helicopters, too. I've been on one helicopter ride. I, I took remember. my daughter uh, on a, I guess it was like her birthday, and we went around the city. But I'm scared of them. I am scared of helicopters. I don't know why. I just, I'm scared of them. I want to know how the pilot survived. Did the pilot have on a seatbelt? Like, was it was it an airbag? And it's like, what, 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 what caused him to survive but everybody else to die? That's what I want to know. I don't know. They said the people, the other people, the five people were tightly harnessed and they had to be cut out. But they said the pilot was able to free himself and that's how he got rescued. Oh, he got out of Dodge. Well, how high did they get up before they crashed? That's the uh, other thing I, mean, I would I... like to know. I'd just like to know these things for future reference, just in case I ever decide to get on a helicopter. I would like to know how to survive. What's my best chance of survival here? I mean, part of the problem is probably because they went down in the river, so I don't know. But they, three of them, I told you, were alive at first. They had critical injuries. They must have vibranium. I don't know. Man, shut up. What? <laughs> All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you. Now, when we come back, Sting will be joining us. Sting and Shaggy, the legends. Now, I know this sounds like here. a weird collaboration, but Sting and Shaggy actually have an album coming out. And it shouldn't sound weird if you know anything about Sting and the Police. Turn to your parents right now, kids, and your grandparents, and ask them about Sting and the Police, okay? Sting and the Maybe Police. Maybe grandparents. Now, you probably know a lot of songs that were sampled, like Every Breath You Take. That was a huge song that a lot of people sampled, including Diddy. Diddy. Yeah, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. Sting and the Police were a group that were heavily influenced by reggae music. So when you know that, then the, the Shaggy Sting collaboration collaboration doesn't seem too far off. And Shaggy and Sting have a huge hit song out right now, so. All right. Okay, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, sir. Two legends. Absolutely. Shaggy and Sting. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Wagwan brethren. Oh, come oh, on. Stop it. Stop it. Morning is on its way. Morning is here, man. Now, this morning is here. guys to get together? How, like, this is a very interesting collaboration. Yeah, how does this happen? Sting, you've been affiliated with reggae since the 70s. So, man, how? Why now? How and why? Well, Shaggy and I have known each other for a while, but we didn't really get close until uh, I booked him on Tinder. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he seemed to have a lot of the same likes. As, you know, we've been dating now for about a year, and it's going well. Wow, you came <laughs> up, Shaggy. That's right, wow. Shaggy. Shaggy, Shaggy. If you're going to trap one, this is a good one to trap. Well He's worth $500 million. We don't Shaggy. talk like that in Jamaica. Yo, this is the worst. Jamaicans place will you understand, can make that joke. Shaggy. Shaggy, you Jamaicans really will understand. <laughs> they will understand. I'm offended. He wrote every breath you take about Shaggy, actually. Oh, oh my God. So how did you guys get together? He told us already. We running with that. Just leave it at that. Boom. Now, on to the next question. No, no, no. We, we did see you guys on the subway together, obviously, when we were watching the Grammys. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so this is what's going on uh, in the skit that you guys had. With James Corden. Yeah. yeah. Yes, on the train. Yeah, that was real, though. It wasn't, it wasn't a skit. <laughs> you were really on the train together, <laughs> trying to hurry up. We had, we had fun with that, man. Um, it was it was a, a good experience. Uh, James was funny. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was just, just it was just a way to just do a spin on everything. I mean, it was perfect timing. Uh, everything just kind of fell in our in our laps mm -hmm. with the whole Grammy situation. Um, you know, the amount of time we got, you know, we coming out on, on Englishman in New York. You know, it was a moment. Um, we couldn't have planned it. And it just is like everything on this project is like that. 
You know what I mean? It's this started from one song, you know, uh, Martin Kirzenbaum, who is his manager and was my A and R at at Interscope. Um, he heard a record, uh, heard a song that I did, um, "Don't Make Me Wait," mm -hmm. which is a single. And while I was there, you know, he was, you he heard a song. It's like, yo, Shaggy, this is great. This is amazing. Whatever. And he was texting Sting. We're in L.A. And, and he showed me he's up. He's like, Sting is on his way over. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Wow. Whatever. I smelled a hit. <laughs> he smelled a hit. And he walked in the studio singing it. He walked in and was like, yo, you know what I mean? Don't make me And he says, oh, come in, Shaggy. We have a hit. Let's do this. And I'm like, poof. <laughs> and then he says, yo, okay, tell me what to do. Let produce me. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Sting. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can imagine just the, the whole... Mm -hmm. The whole how 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 weird it was, you know. What I mean, for for him to be like, "Yo, tell me what to do," you know. He's, he's you know, sixteen time Grammy, hundred and how much million? Five hundred million, but no count. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was talking to sales. I'm not talking. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, you're such a bird. <laughs> <laughs> you focus on the man's money, huh? Oh my gosh! <laughs> he's like a female. You can't go <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I see him here picking up uh, safari dollars. I was like, yo, there's no shame in this dude's game, bro. <laughs> were you were you a fan of Shaggy before? Yeah. Yep, I was. <laughs> and I, I love that first, that first single makes me feel like I'm on vacation somewhere. Like, that's the feeling of the song. It's like a song from a movie when you're on vacation. It gives me, like, that vibe. Sunshine vibe. Yeah, yeah me too. I, and, I wanted, in this weather, you yeah. need that, man. I, I wanted to that. capture, um, in the video, I wanted to capture just the essence of Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Because it's so much time you see Jamaica and videos, and it's always dark. It's always, you know... Uh, just hood, yeah. gunplay, you know. But I want to take it to the hood, but I want to show people what... I'm from the hood. I'm from Raytown. I've, I've lived in a, a tenement job my whole life, you know, until I came to the States. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to show them, to show what it is that I lived in. The kids because, having fun, colorful. Right, exactly. It's fun. You know, yeah, they're poor. People are poor, but, you know, it, it's not all crime and, and, and craziness. People do play dominoes. People do hang out. People, you know... Mm -hmm. and, they, kids run around and play football and have fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I wanted to show, and that's the energy of what Jamaica is. That is that that feel, you know what I mean? And that's what transcends in, in the music that comes out of it and the culture and why, you know, Jamaicans are a bunch of overachievers. Mm -hmm. You know, that, you know, we have, have bobsled teams and don't have <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, but you suck at bobsled, man. <laughs> you got a Hussein Bolt no. pushing that thing, it still suck. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a drink thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, yo, somebody something. give him something, yo. We got some yak, we got <laughs> some hair of the dog. I, I think it should be gin. <laughs> Good morning. Got got tequila. Tequila. Yo, he's had too much, yo, from last night, he's had this. So you <laughs> You know, oh, okay, okay. You don't need no more from last night. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sting, you just performed in Jamaica for the first time last year. I did. Year? I, I spent a lot of time in Jamaica in the '80s, and I, I love the island. I owe, owe the island a great deal. So Shaggy uh, gave me the opportunity to go back and, and we raised some money for the hospital, the children's hospital, mm -hmm. which Shaggy has been involved in for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just an opportunity to say thank you to the Jamaican culture, which of course you know was influenced my own my music and my life. Why haven't you? Why didn't you perform there before, though? It never come up. Really? No. Nobody ever asked him. They never booked him. Wow. So when really, the, when the, I, I tell you the real reason. He's too damn expensive, bro. Uh, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? He said no one ever asked him. And even if you pay, <laughs> if you paid him what he's worth to go down there, he, ain't no promoter gonna make gonna make no money. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you see what what the dollar is. <laughs> How much you get shows, thing? 
What? That's a valid question. That's about a valid question. I'm sure it depends on the assessment. Put it this way, it can't be in a brown bag. Just so you say. I just let you know. It ain't no paper bag. You know what I mean? Now a lot of rappers sample your music sting from Nas to to Diddy. Do you listen to everybody who comes in to get a clearance or? No. It's more about what what song they want to use. And... Yeah, I, I just want to make sure that they're not saying some some sh right. But some dumb sh some dumb sh you know. But generally, yeah, I, I'm in favor of it. Like, what if Donald Trump wanted to use like um, English Man in New York to talk about immigration or something? <laughs> well, it d depends what what, you, what your view is, you know. Mm -hmm. She said Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, you already no, know what he's saying. Over. Do not ask me no trick no, no, questions. No, 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 I didn't hear. I didn't I actually didn't hear. Yeah, she yeah, said yeah, Donald yeah. Trump. Is that somebody's no, no. Englishman in New York? <laughs> nah, that would be. But Englishman in New York, you know, is it, it's it's a play on the word alien. Mm -hmm. No one's an alien. We're all human beings exactly. on our planet. So right. calling us aliens, Shaggy and I are aliens. We're legal aliens, but it's yeah. ridiculous. So the song is ironic. Mm -hmm. Is it true that Diddy has to pay you two grand a day because he didn't ask permission to sample every <laughs> breath you take? Yeah. Wow. For the rest of his life. Wow. Yeah. No, that's a lot. no, I read that before. That is a... wow. That's not true, is it? Yes. No. Why would he lie? It's on the radio. Yeah, he has to be true. It's on the radio. It's fake news. That's why I did it slip down from number one to number two on the Forbes list. Oh, my God. No, my I'm saying. <laughs> but, but did he ask you for permission? Yes, he did. After the fact. Yes, he did. Yeah. It was after. We're very good friends now. Oh, okay. Now. Were, you, were you upset? No, not at all. Who's happy? Yeah. No, I'm very happy. How much you said it was again? I think it's two, two, it was two grand a, a day. Two it was a beautiful, life. beautiful version of that song. All right, we got more with Sting and Shaggy when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into their single, Don't Make Me Wait. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Shaggy and Sting, the legend Sting and Shaggy in the building. Charlamagne? Thing. It's, it's interesting because you came up in an era where like MTV and other outlets, they weren't even playing black music, but you was doing reggae. Yeah. Did you ever feel guilty about that coming up? No. You know, I, I think for me it was homage to, to something that I loved. I love reggae music. I was brought up in England in the 50s and 60s, and we had a very influential West Indian community. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with Calypso and then ska music, Blue Beat. And then when Bob Marley came to England, it was totally revolutionary for me because of he, he turned rock music on its head, you know, the, the importance of the bass, and as a bass player, that was hugely influential to me. The way the drums are played is completely different. And then Marley's philosophy, his, his uh, spiritual message, his, his political message was very, very powerful. And so for me, it, it was, wasn't cultural appropriation, it was homage to something that I, I, I love and I still love. Mm. So now I'm working with an authentic, you know, dancehall reggae artist, Shaggy, and uh, I feel it, it's a very natural home for me. Now the music always felt very authentic. That's why. Uh, that's why I think you. you never got accused of like cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. No, well, but I, know, I think it, all musicians appropriate. That's how we learn. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, a, a bird learns to sing by copying its parents. Mm. So yeah. that's how we do it. We hear we hear music and we copy it, and then we make it our own. So if you look at reggae music in the early days, it was getting a hard time getting on mainstream radio. You know, um, even in dance, so when I when I did Old Carolina, I was like the only person that was getting on mainstream radio, period. And that happened for, for, for years. We kept going. And what happened in Jamaica is like, they would play the police music because they were like the gateway. Mm -hmm. Because when you go to the mainstream and they hear these guys doing it, 
you know, because, you know, the gatekeepers would be like, well, that's not our format, mm-hmm. or this doesn't fit our format. But then these guys are doing the same thing, so that's now a way. So they, they were actually a gateway for us to actually... Open the door for Open the door, right, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and they've always paid homage to the whole thing, you know what I mean? So, I, I, and I think that's why, you know, people didn't view them as that, you know, they, you know, they, they were they're respected. You know? Yeah, because he's saying Bob Marley is what influenced him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Bob influenced everybody, and, and if you look at it, it boils down to the to who you are. Don't look at accolades and you know how many Grammys you get and how many Grammys you got, how many Grammys you got. Stop banging your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bling, man. So much bling yeah. on the hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it really boils down to the artist, right? And who you are. You know what I mean? Like I say, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix. You know, whether you want a Grammy or not, he's still gonna be Jimmy Hendrix. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bob Marley, whether you want a Grammy or not, he's still going to be Bob Marley. I mean, Bob Marley is Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He never had, you know, uh, I don't think he had any any number one. You know what I mean? But, you know, uh, legendary. he's legendary to this day. I was, you know I was I mean? telling you this morning, Shaggy, about mm-hmm. the first black guy I ever saw. The first black guy you ever first saw. Black you ever saw ever in saw, life? Yes, yeah. in life was Jimi Hendrix. Mm, really? I was yeah. 15, and he came, played this local uh, rock and roll club, man, and he turned my life around. It mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. You didn't see a black person until you was 15? No. Yeah. There, wow. There weren't, weren't any black people in That's in not surprising, time. even in America, there's people. I was in a fighting hole. I told a story last night. I was in a fighting hole when I was in the military. I, I guarded a 50 cal machine gun um, with a guy that was in the fighting hole. He's from, I can't remember, Alabama, one of the places that he's from. You know. And this dude has never, I was the first black guy he's ever seen. Wow. That's really? Right. Al- yeah. Alabama? I know it was Alabama. One of them, one of them. I can't remember exactly, but he was. In, we're in the fighting hole, regarding his 50 cal, and I'm having conversations with him. Now we're in a position where he's watching my back and I'm watching his back, in the middle of desert storm. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't matter what color you were then. Yeah, uh, at that point. So we're having we're having conversations that you know gave me an insight of his life. And you know, racism is taught, man. Is you know you, you ain't born with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and having conversations. I think we went back to like base camp, and he kind of freaked out, hearing all this commotion is happening, and you know. Got to look, and I went out and looked, and, you know, he he was going off about black people and whatever, and then the general came down, and that was a PFC, you know, young kid. He tore, tore the, 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 the emblem off, you know, and said, there, there's no room for racism or prejudice in, in my Marine Corps. The only color I see is green, and, you know. So I went and hollered at him afterwards, and I looked at him and was like, yo, dude, what, what the happened? What? You know, you and me, we're in, a, we're in a fighting hole all night. And he looked at me and says, yeah, but you're not black, you're Jamaican. <laughs> I'm like, and, 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 right. but this is how his mind was. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah, telling yeah. me. You got to be real committed to racism if you're getting shot at and you're still worrying about <laughs> yeah. what, what the color yeah. is. But the thing is, him and I had a great relationship in that, in that fighting hole. You know what I mean? We had we had conversations and, and, and I'm, I'm, I was there trying to figure out why his mind is like that, you know, you know, and, and it's, it's just taught. And, we, and, and there's a lot of things we're taught. I remember some dumb shit I did when I was young, man. I was, I was dumb, right. you know. And as you get older, you know, I'm 50 this year, and I'm getting wow. to, a, to a point. See that young lotion I use? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, when you, as you get to this, yeah, you start to realize that you have to have a purpose. This thing that we don't, it was close. It was easy when we was just doing music. I, I did dance all music just. You know, I got into Starlight Ballroom and, and Illusion and them clubs in Brooklyn for free. I drank for free. I left with the baddest chick, and that was all I wanted at that at that age. You know, I didn't about pay my rent or nothing. And as I, I got older, you know, you got bombastic. You start making money. You know, I, you know, I was one of the early ones who made good money. You know what I'm saying? But as you got older, you start to realize 
that this gift that you're given is a platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to use it. You got to use it as a voice. You, you got to use it as a voice for the voiceless. Is it, what am I going to do? Buy another car? I mean, you have 10 cars, 20 cars, and you can't drive but one? I'm on tour. You know, you come back, they drive me a car, eat your food, living in your house while you pay for it. Makes no sense. But you live and you learn, huh? Uh, that's what I'm saying. As, yeah, yeah. as age go by, you know, some of us learn early. Some of us get it real early. You know what I'm saying? We're like, okay, all right, I got it. You know what I'm saying? What lifestyle changes have y'all made getting older? Because thing, I used to hear, I've read stories about you having tantric sex. <laughs> you know that was coming, right? I'm still having you it, man. You still having it? Yeah, I'm still having it. Okay. About your mind, I'm having it right now. Shut up. <laughs> you still having it? I'm still having it right now. That's what keeps you it's like going, going on right? the whole time. It's been going on yeah. as we sit here? Yep. It's all internal. <laughs> it's all internal? <laughs> <laughs> This thing looked like he had a rough night last night. <laughs> you know I did. We were out late last night. Was, was it drink? Was it smoke? What was where, it? Where you we started drinking gin and then we started with whiskey and then we went to wine, but that's a mistake. Why? We don't mix like that. That's a rookie move. It was just so stupid. Where did y'all go? What did y'all do? We went next my neighbor. Invited us over. Yeah, we went to uh, his, his neighbor's. Who was your neighbor? What rich, filthy man do you live a next woman. to? A woman. It was a whole bunch of really rich, really smart rich. people. Yeah, the table was <laughs> so. Table was I didn't say much, but uh, Shaggy did. It's crazy when he invite when he invites Shaggy. Shaggy does talk a lot. Do you, do no. you? <laughs> 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 more to him. He's just being. He, he's drunk. That's why. Okay, you're not okay. drunk. I'm, well, I'm drinking water. You're hungover. Right hungover. Yeah. You're hungover, but. Because he takes over most of the time. Now, now uh, the police, they, they were kind of like rappers in a way. What do you mean? Because, cause like, uh, you know, like NWA, a two-loud crew, because, like, Roxanne blew up, mm-hmm. and, and the BBC radio wouldn't play it. They no. banned it, right? They just wanted an excuse. To, they said it was about a prostitute. Wasn't it? She was a nice girl. <laughs> <laughs> it was about an actual prostitute, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I wrote it in uh, in Paris, and uh, I just imagined, you know, what it, what's what's. Oh, it you like imagined, ever? huh? Yes, I did. I couldn't afford. <laughs> couldn't afford <laughs> for anything. <laughs> so I, I imagined what a relationship would be like. Uh, I'm, I'm a jealous guy. So. You didn't try to talk her out, talk her into it. No, like, look, I'm gonna be a big star have, one day. Give me an eye. That you. kind of thing, no. <laughs> no. Were you ever upset that the wrestler's thing took your name? The wrestler's thing took yeah. my name. Yeah, I was going to fight him. That wouldn't work well. He <laughs> <laughs> certainly wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not upset, and I don't think it it matters. Our producer calls himself Sting. Sting International? Sting International, yeah. Or, well, he, he produced uh, It Wasn't Me, Angel. Well, you know, you know Sting. Yeah, I said to him, yeah. only one of us is going to leave the studio alive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> it's kind of cruel how you got your name, though, man. What, be I mean, named they- after a bee's ass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would call that bullying nowadays. You know, one of the things me and Shaggy share have in common, we both have ridiculous names. And so, you know. <laughs> Shaggy Stings. Shaggy Stings. That goes a long way. Well, the album comes out on the 20th. April 20th. 420. You can't forget it's 420. Please go get Stings some sleep. Jesus Christ, stop dragging him yes. around when he's hung over. Please. And Sting. I think I've done very well. You did great. <laughs> you were on point yesterday. And he was like... I know. Yeah, today was like, you know, no more alcohol after work. Today's goodness. one of those days. He's like, man, this shit, I'm staying. I don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Yes. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. What's happening on this fine Monday morning? It's a beautiful Monday, ain't it? How's the weather there? They're supposed to be saying a northeast is expected to hit the east coast again. Didn't that just happen last week? Why y'all don't be telling me? Yeah, these this is gonna be the third one in ten days. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't watch the news? No. It's supposed to hit tonight. All right. Well, let's talk about O.J. Simpson. I know you watched that special, Charlemagne, and I saw it as well. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Fox aired this O.J. Simpson, The Lost Confession, yesterday. And this is O.J. Simpson talking about the murders uh, for the first time on camera, if he hypothetically did it, of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. Now, the interview starts off. And by the way, this is um, this was actually recorded back in 2006. So it's mm. over 10 years, about 12 years old. Okay. And at the time, initially, this was pulled because of the outrage of people who thought this was just disgusting to do but they i guess the family's on board now and wanted to release this because they feel like it's a confession mm. that oj actually did kill nicole brown simpson and ronald goldman oh, now first uh judith regan is speaking about how this interview even came about i received a phone call uh from an attorney who said that oj was ready to confess and the next day i called him back and he said he was willing to do it and the only condition that he had was that he didn't want to call the book, I Did It. He wanted to put an if in front of it so that he would have deniability with his children. Now, originally when O.J. Simpson did this interview, he was about to release that book, If I Did It. And Judith Regan was shocked that he was putting out that book because it's basically, I mean, a confession. So she couldn't have been too shocked. She was the publisher. (laughs) Yeah, well, when they approached her about it. And so O.J. Simpson said... Uh, it was very difficult for him to do this because he said the whole thing is hypothetical and he said people are going to feel whatever they're going to, but he talks about that night when his friend Charlie came by and told him what he saw. In the book, the hypothetical is... Uh, Charlie. Uh, uh, Charlie came by and mentioned something about what was going on at uh, her house. This guy, Charlie, shows up, the guy who I had recently become friends with. I don't know why you had been by Nicole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop. Who is this Charlie person, and why was he never questioned? Isn't he an accomplice? I guess that's like his. I guess that's friend. like his, his bad. I guess it's the bad side of his person. You oh, know, like, like his alter, alter ego, ego, like Beyonce, yeah. and Sasha Fierce. There you go. Okay. Really? I, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I, I looked it up. I just googled. That's what people are saying that that might be his alter ego, Charlie. All right. Well, here is OJ, uh, pretty much saying he did it. Things got heated. I just remember Nicole fell and hurt herself. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed a knife. I do remember that portion, taking a knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember. Except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around. And um, What kind of stuff? Blood and stuff around. You know, we, you know, I hate to say this, but this is not even that I'm I'm telling you, man, O.J. Simpson got the most creepiest laugh, and he laughs all through this special. And that special is the most YOLO, nan-nan-a-boo-boo thing I ever seen a man do in my life, and I don't know why they decided to air that now. No, but now I get it. I was thinking about it. 
you know, a lot of people still think OJ didn't do it. So this could let the, you know, the family put out there. Now you see what type of person. Well, that's what the really family is. said. Yeah. That's why they did want to put it out. Now mm -hmm. here's more of OJ Simpson talking about the blood that was everywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't think any two people could be um, murdered the way they were without everybody been covered in blood. And of course, I think we've all seen the grisly pictures after. So yeah, I think everything was covered. Would have been covered in blood. Well, if you ever rooted, now, for, if you ever rooted for OJ Simpson, you definitely was on the wrong side of history. Now, what about this infamous glove that everyone always talks about? Some people felt like that glove was planted by the police. Well, here is, if I did it, confession. You know, I had no conscious uh, memory of doing that, but obviously I must have because they found a glove there. And blacking out. Have you ever blacked out before? Not to my knowledge. No. No, of course. Uh, of course, if something like this would take place in anybody's life, if it were to happen, I would imagine it's something that you would probably automatically uh, have trouble wrapping your, your mind around it. Boy, them white people might just amend the Constitution today to repeal the double jeopardy law to get O.J. off the street. Jesus Christ. Now, you would think after all of this happened, uh, O.J. wouldn't have any harsh words for Nicole Simpson, but he still does. Here is what he had to say about her. If you're angry with somebody about whatever's going on in your life, when they die, it's not like that anger disappears. It was almost like I want to say, I told you, didn't I tell you? You know, it's whatever the hell was going on, you know what I mean? Didn't I? So you still got those kind of feelings in you, and you still are trying to deal with, I'm not going to be able to say this to this person. I'm never going to be able to change this person's mind. I'm never going to have an effect on this person again. Now, I will say this. Uh, OJ says he goes to Nicole's grave and still curses her out. That's crazy. I do got to drop one of the clues bombs for OJ for that, because I, I tell people all the time, keep the same energy. That is the epitome of keeping the same energy. You, cannot, you can't kill somebody can't and then... Ki no. Why not? You can't. should be over. You killed him. Hey, he still don't like you. I, I've <laughs> never crazy. heard nobody keep that same energy like that. That was incredible. Uh all right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Talk about disturbing. All right, can thank we, you, Miss Yee. Can we talk about this some more next hour? Because I still I got questions, man. I Me got, too. Okay, let's talk. I, I, we need to talk about that. All right, but who are you giving your donkey to? Oh, I need Jules Santana to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. I could have sworn his name was Jewels, but all right, what we know who you're talking about. Jules. Same difference, Jules, Jewels. Have That's you ever how all the news reporters are pronouncing <laughs> Jules Santana. Have you ever gone to your jeweler and said, I'd like to see your Jewels? Yo, shut up, I'm man. I'm serious. Answer, answer, answer the question. Have you ever no. felt Exactly. You say what? But it's Jules. Jewels. Generally. Nah. Okay. All right. You know what? All right. Donkey, the day's up next. We're going to be talking about Jules Santana. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's going to be a donkey. Because right now, you want some real donkey shit. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. Let's go, Charlie! <laughs> that donkey beat was popping. I know, isn't it? I just need to take Tyrese out. Uh, donkey of the day for Monday, March 12th, goes to a man media outlets are calling a rapper and actor, Laron Lewis James, a.k.a. Jewel Santana. When did Jewel's act? I missed that whole wave of <laughs> Jewel's being an actor. When was that? It might have been in the, the early uh, Dame Dash movies. Weren't you in acting classes with Jewel's? No, I mean? Jim Jones. Oh. No. Oh. Okay, well, if you haven't heard, the police are currently looking for Joel Santana. What are the police looking for Joel Santana for? Let's go to NBC4 New York for the report, please. Hee-haw. All right.
Oh, Authorities are searching for a popular rapper from Harlem after they say he had a gun at Newark Airport. Sources say Jewel Santana fled from a security checkpoint at Terminal C after TSA agents detected the weapon. Many believe he may have gotten into a cab to get away. TSA agents did not confirm the rapper's name, but did say the suspect dropped everything and left. She should have said drop everything and dipped. See, this is when you have to have producers and writers of the culture in these newsrooms, okay? One word would have caused that clip to go viral. All she had to do was replace a left with dipped, okay? That would have been gold. Now, let's translate that news report for all the slow people in the back. The police, the popo, 5-0, the boys, are searching for Joel Santana after a loaded 38 caliber handgun was found in a bag he tried to take through Newark, Liberty international airport in new jersey now first of all 38 caliber handgun was the first gun i ever owned in my life why because that's the gun tupac's character bishop had in juice okay uh, i believe in juice it was a 38 snub nose pistol all right don't ever let someone tell you that the images you see in media don't influence kids because after the movie juice i wanted some 40 below timberlands which still don't look right on me to this day by the way all right the one or two <laughs> times the one or two times i have worn them it feels like i have on some woman's knee-high boots Every time I wear a pair of 40 Belows, I feel more like Beyonce than Tupac. And after watching Juice, I wanted a 38 snub nose pistol. And I also swore to never get a nose ring, okay? The movie Juice influenced all of those things. And that has nothing to do with this story. I just wanted to share. Now, TSA finds a loaded gun in Joel Santana's bag. Joel's wastes no time, okay? Now, right here, it is a good run it, run it joke somewhere, but I just can't find it. But I'm sure you heard this song in his head as soon as they found the gun. I know you heard it. Mm-mm-mm. You know damn well if this was a movie, okay, if they didn't use this song to score this scene, then they wasn't doing their job properly, okay? You let the instrumental play as Jules is running through the airport, and all you keep playing is Chris Brown singing, run it, run it, over and over. Now, after Jules dipped on security agents at the airport, they are saying he left the scene in a cab. I need to know what time of day this was because you don't just hop in a cab at the airport. All right, he must have cut everybody waiting in the line for a cab. And I'm still confused because even when you cut the line, some cabs refuse to pick you up. All right, everybody wants to follow some type of protocol and order at the airport. He must have ran outside, and it must have been one of those guys who's just standing there waiting for you saying, you want a cab? You need a ride? Back to the crib. There's no other explanation as to how he got a cab that fast at the airport, okay? Unless he was calling Uber as he was running, which would be incredible, Okay. Hey, quick question, Angelie, DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. What does mm-hmm. Jules say? What does Jules Santana say when he hails a cab? Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Now, then, now there's a reason to be this absent-minded, okay? Well, there's no reason to be this absent-minded, all right? I don't play when I go to the airport. By the way, if I stay in a hotel and guest services comes to clean my room, my anxiety is so bad. My paranoia is so bad. I swear people be out to get me so much. I check all my bags and stuff before I leave for the airport because I don't trust that the maid, okay? I don't trust that the maid, you know, will not slip something in my bag on behalf of some powerful colonizer who's tired of hearing me say crack-ass cracker on the radio. So there's no way in hell Jules Santana just forgot he had a gun in his bag. Now, if he had a history of wearing his bandanas tight, then I would say, okay, Years of doing that probably messed up the circulation to his brain. But no, either he got set up or he did forget that it was in his bag. And I'm going to say forgot because you don't run if you got set up, all right? You would be in shock and explaining to them that's not mine when you first found out that it was in your bag, okay? You run, I guess that's an admission of guilt. Now, police confirmed that on Friday night at 11 p.m., they went to Jules' house at 11 p.m. 
Yeah. Now, yeah, police confirmed that on Friday night at 11 p.m. they went to Jewel's house regarding the airport incident, and he wasn't home. So it's safe to say, Angeli, that Jewel mm. Santana did not go back to the crib. Back okay? to the crib. Okay. Back to the crib. No <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're here. We're here. All, we're here all week, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> I don't know where Joe Santana is at this present moment, but I hope he's somewhere lawyering up, uh, preparing his defense, and preparing to turn himself in. I, I don't have anything else. I would just like to remind you that some donkey of the days just sell themselves. Please give Joe Santana the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. You are the donkey of the day. Some mistakes just should not be made, man. And forgetting you got a gun in your bag when you go through TSA is one of them. All right? If you can remember to throw out your liquids, you can remember to throw out your gun. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back. So crazy. Let's talk OJ. Let's get back to this OJ. Let's deep down dive into OJ Simpson. Deep down dive? Yeah, let's dive into OJ Simpson. A lot of people still think OJ is innocent. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. You, you think they think that after watching this uh, Confessions of a Killer, if I did it? Yes. A lot of people the still lost think OJ's innocence. So let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Did you see the OJ special? If you have it, we have clips. And let's talk about it a little bit, all right? Well, well, OJ is... Well, well humor right. me for a second. Let's, let's, just say, okay. let's just say OJ is really innocent. What in the hell would convince him to do a hypothetical murder narrative? Okay, you really think OJ couldn't get a book deal without agreeing to do some 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 lame stuff like this? Like, come on. And you know he's not getting any money for it because the family's getting it. They had like a thirty-three point five million dollar judgment against him. So, so what are we asking? Are we asking why would OJ do this, well, no, or are I, we asking? I, I mean, it can be know, a, it can be a combination of both. But I do want to know did OJ confess? That was the hashtag last night. I want to know do people think that that was an actual confession? Because, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of like the last middle finger to you, you know? I'm found innocent, and I'm telling you I did it and how I did it, and there's nothing you can do? Like, that's a smack oh, in the yeah. face to the family. I've never, seen, I've never seen something more nan and a boo boo than last night. Never. All right, well, let's talk about it when we come back. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we're talking OJ Simpson. Have you guys seen it last night? I didn't see the special, but I seen clips. OJ Simpson, the Lost Confession. I definitely saw the special. Uh, it was the most YOLO, nan and a boo boo thing I've ever seen in my life. OJ Simpson is a psychopath. If committing the murders doesn't convince you, then doing an interview detailing what happened when he committed the murders, hypothetically, definitely will convince you that OJ is a psychopath. Yeah, now I was trying to think, why would OJ do this? If, if he doesn't get money for it, it's the only thing is like a middle finger to the family. Like, I hate her that much that I killed her, allegedly. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you how I did it. And well, I, this special was from 12 years ago, and it never aired because people were protesting it so crazy. Right. And it was supposed to go along with the book that he put out, If I Did It. And the family was actually getting all the money from the book. Mm. And, all, and all you Timbuktu Negroes who just refuse to believe that OJ did it, I'm going to just humor you for a second and say, let's say OJ is really innocent. What in the hell 
would convince him to do a hypothetical murder narrative. Like, you really think OJ couldn't get a book deal without agreeing to do something crazy like this? And and, and by the way, if you ever rooted for OJ, you were on the wrong side of history. I mean, you know, Johnny Cochran, God bless the dead, he weaponized uh, racial bias and corrupt police, which were very real issues, but he weaponized those issues to get OJ off, and it worked. But let's be clear, OJ killed them people. Well, let's say allegedly. He was found not guilty. We don't need a lawsuit. That man, if you listen to that man last night, that man was saying hypothetically. I don't have. I I don't. I don't have a detailed hypothetical scenarios. You understand what I'm saying? He went from going to talk about hypothetically to saying, "Well, I did this and I did that." So it definitely sounded crazy. Definitely sounded like a confession. I I want y'all to think about the last time you created a hypothetical scenario in your head. You don't have those kind of intricate details when you create a hypothetical scenario. You just don't. Plus, I wouldn't play those games. Like, doesn't make any sense to me. If the family did want this to come out because it was like a confession, and I think for the network, they were feeling like there's all this renewed interest in O.J. Simpson with all these specials that have been coming out and doing really well on him lately. So. And I think, right. OJ, by the way, O.J. Is the, th- is the Thanksgiving turkey that America been eating off since that, what was that, 1994, 96, whenever he killed that girl. This, this, this is like. 94. They still making O.J. Simpson sandwiches off that turkey that's in the freezer. Because I, I, right, well, go I was lines. intrigued last night. Let's go to, and you said you wouldn't watch it first, but let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? This is Chansley. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, man. Uh, what's up, bro? What did you think of that whole OJ stuff? My my idea on it is, I feel like he did do it. I mean, at the end of the day, a person that that that, that even got tried on something like that, they wouldn't want to recollect no memory of that, or they wouldn't even want to have a vision or imagination of what if I did it. I mean, that's something that you want to put in your past and let it go, man. That's not something that you want to just hold on to forever. I agree. That's that's just what it is, you know? I agree with you on that. You would be like, I did not do it. Why would I talk about if I did? Yeah. All right. Thank you, bro. Hello. Who's this? What's up, man? It's Knowledge, man. How y'all doing? What's up, bro? What did you think of the OJ special last night? I don't think it was confession. I think he's egotistic. I think he's arrogant. But he's clever because he's been in, like, broadcast and acting. But I don't think he did it. I think they was messing with some dangerous people. And we don't really just investigate her background. He admitted she was throwing swinger parties. She was doing drugs. And I think she was just keep coming back to him to pay off her debt with some with some things that she had going on. And people don't look at that. You can't tell me. Now he would have, can man. I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question, sir? Why was there why why was there three three different blood in OJ's Bronco? His blood, Nicole's blood, and the blood of Ron Goldman. And Charlamagne, that's why I said I think he may have been framed. I think it was a skilled person oh with a knife. You telling out. me a forty year old man? You telling me a forty year old man with bad knees can go behind and stab somebody in the neck five times and then uh, stab somebody else? Me yes. personally, I just don't believe it. I believe he's OJ is an ex football player. Did. OJ is an ex-football I mean, player. He still has that strength, and I can say I have. Bad I can say I got. I got bad, bad knees right knees. now. But if they start shooting, I'm running. <laughs> Thank you for your call, and man. You gotta stay off his knees. Yeah. Yeah, I got bad knees. I got bad knees right now. If they start shooting, I'm running. It was a 110 pound white woman and a man that was built like a 110 pound white woman. Like, what, what, what was they supposed to do? He, OJ said he stepped back like he was going to do karate. Yeah, like, OJ was like, yeah. My you know, he was serious. Anyway, 800-585-1051. Did you see the OJ special? Let's talk about it when we come back some more. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we're talking about the OJ special last night. What's the name of it? The Lost Confession. Yeah, OJ is. He's probably one of the realest dudes I know. Because there's no way I would. Uh, I would say allegedly, but there's no the way realest. I would allegedly kill somebody and then tell everybody how I, I did I, it. I, I don't like you using the word real. OJ is one of the yeah, crazy. OJ is one of the most crazy the psychopathic people that you know. Okay. He's the craziest in Nebraska. He's crazy. Like I, I can't. I don't understand how he did it. Like he just doesn't care. Can we play some clips from last night just to hear some yeah, of please. the stuff that he said? Yeah, let's play a clip. Things got heated. I just remember Nicole fell and hurt herself, and uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, "Well, you think you can kick my?" Ass? And I remember I grabbed a knife. I do remember that portion, taking a knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember except I'm standing there and it's all kind of stuff around and um what kind of stuff but you know what's so crazy about those clips man when i was young what's that? i really thought the white man was out to get oj and you know me too i also thought that's what happens when black men date white women but oj just crazy bro he's just a psychopath yes. who's absolutely positively guilty johnny cochran weaponized racial bias and a, a corrupt the corrupt police system out there in los angeles which were all very real issues still a very real issues and it worked Imagine how Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman's families feel hearing this lost confession. No, what about OJ's kids? Yeah. He has kids. And that's why he said he wanted to be hypothetical because Bull crap. of his kids. Like, I can't even, like, you can't look at your pops the same way. Don't nobody hypothetically play like that, bro, bro. Nope. And, and by the way, if you were hypothetically playing like that, you wouldn't have those kind of details. All, for all, all you Timbuktu conspiracy theorist Negroes that still think OJ didn't do it, I just want you to know that you're on the wrong side of history. Okay? All right. Well, let's let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? All right, good morning. It's Rock King from Brooklyn. What's up, bro? What did you think of the OJ special last night? First of all, I just <laughs> want to say OJ did it. And I don't care about him doing it because I just feel like if Trayvon Martin oh Killer could get away, he can too. I'm going to tell you why I don't like that logic. The reason oh I don't boy. like that logic is because right is right and wrong is wrong. And number two, OJ didn't give a damn uh, about y'all. Like, if it was a, like, let it be somebody that was pro black and actually cared about his people that got it's away with something wrong. like that. It's OJ still didn't wrong. give you a just damn can't. about no black people. You just can't kill people. It's still wrong, black or white. You can't kill nobody. So many white people get away with murder. Why can't he? F it, F it. I don't care. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Boy, OJ going to get so many unarmed black men shot this week. Oh, my goodness. Hello, who's this? This Charles, man, calling from Vegas. What you think of the OJ special last night? It was solid, man. You know, that they try to squeeze that turnip dry, man. You know, if it don't fit, you must have quit. However, when he got caught with that uh, going to get his from Palace Station, I knew they weren't going to let him go that time. They got he got away the first time. They dashed him off and let him go a second. This whole thing is just crazy. Yeah, OJ is just crazy. You know, let, let's think about it. OJ got away. They take his trophy, his Heisman, and then he goes back with a hammer to go get it back, a gun to go get it back. Like, like what is wrong with you? At, at like sixty years old, sixty five years old. I'm sitting there tripping that OJ pulled up to Nicole's funeral like Bishop pulled up to Raheem's funeral in Juice, acting all innocent, had the kid with him, kissing the kid. Right. Charlamagne, you can't compare everything to Juice. You know that, right? Shut up. Have, yes, have you, you guys can. ever met OJ? Have you guys ever seen OJ or met him in person? Nope, and don't want to. Nope. I remember one time I was at Prime 112 and OJ Simpson walked in. This was before he went to jail mm -hmm. for the stealing of his paraphernalia. Right. And let me tell you something. They were going crazy. He was with some white women. He walked in. Somebody spilled a whole tray of drinks right next to him. They were just so shocked to see him, but people were excited. I could mm. never it feel It was crazy. And they're obsessed with the whole OJ Simpson story, just how everything's been winning 
winning all these awards, and now all this stuff is coming back up. It's a crazy story. I would not feel comfortable eating with O.J. Simpson in a steakhouse. The fact that he has a knife in his hand, he probably probably orders his meat rare, wants mad blood. All right. Anyway, what's the moral of the story, guys? There is no moral to the story. Chanda Rhimes once asked the question. She still asked the question is how to get get away with murder. Ask O.J. Simpson. My goodness. All right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, some people believe this person got away with murder, and now he just got arrested. We'll tell you what happened. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Nick Gordon arrested again. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Well, we all know that Bobby Brown still believes that Nick Gordon was responsible for his daughter, Bobby Christina's death back in 2015. There were allegations of domestic violence in that house before she was found dead in a bathtub. Now he has been charged with something else. Now, according to an arrest report, Nick Gordon was arrested for an incident referred to as battery touch or strike. It is listed as a domestic violence case, and that's against his girlfriend right now. He posted a $500 bond. And the arresting officer says he saw visible marks on Nick Gordon's girlfriend and placed him under arrest, even though the woman is not trying to press charges. Now, she says in the report, uh, maybe they will. I don't know. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before he does something that's going to land him in there permanently. So you might as well just keep him now to prevent that uh, terrible, heinous crime from happening. All right, now, Charlemagne, your boy has been sentenced to seven years in prison. Martin Shkreli, that's right, Martin Shkreli. And that's for defrauding investors out of more than $10 million. He was convicted of securities fraud and conspiracy. They said it was kind of a Ponzi scheme, and Shkreli has said these charges are a witch hunt of epic proportions. But when he got sentenced on Friday in Brooklyn Federal Court, he actually broke down in tears and pleaded for leniency. I wish I could get some of those tears and drink them. Uh, I knew that he was a privileged prick the first time I met him, and he has a very punchable face, and I'm sure that he'll end up being somebody's girlfriend wherever he's going going to have Kool-Aid all around his lips. He said, I look back and I'm embarrassed and ashamed. I'm terribly sorry. I lost your trust. And he also bought that Wu-Tang album, if you guys remember. And Damon John from FUBU, FUBU founder from Shark Tank, says he would drop $2 million for that Wu-Tang album that Martin Shkreli got. Yeah, because he said he would sell it to the fans. And I guess that would be a good investment. No more looking back, Martin. Okay, especially when you go to jail. When you go to jail and you're getting anally don't look back. All right, now, Carrie Hilson has spoken out on her depression. She was on the Silence the Shame panel, and XO Nicole reported on this, and she talks about when Pretty Girl Rock was at the top of the chart, she was having some really personal and professional issues. Here's what she had to say. At the height of my career, which was when Pretty Girl Rock released, uh, 2011, 10, I was bearing the weight of some personal and professional mistakes and they just weighed so, so, so heavy on my spirit. And I was just not myself. Although I was at the mountaintop of my life, really, the trajectory of my dream, I was at the pinnacle, you know? I was severely unhappy. All right, well, you know, she said, you don't know where a person is and 
there's a lot of people that are being attacked by just a headline that don't deserve that. So she said she had some of the worst days of her life, and it was all from a lie, and it was an attack on her character. Well, she need to stop uh, beating around the bush and just tell the beehive, y'all really, really hurt my feelings and depressed me and ruined me when I allegedly made those comments about Beyonce, and then you need to ask for forgiveness from the beehive and, and move <laughs> on with your life, Carrie. Now, here's some exciting news. SZA is going to come out with a deluxe edition of her Control album. I know I'm excited for that. And so I guess that's going to happen really soon. I'm not sure exactly what the date is, but she's pretty much announced that she's going to have some additional songs on that deluxe edition of Control. She just went platinum too, right? Yes, she did. So congratulations to SZA. I'm not mad at that. And I think while we were out here in L.A., she was shooting a video out here as well. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Shout out to everybody, but man, shout out to Top Dog. He actually was hanging out with me this weekend. I hosted at the strip club. I seen y'all at the strip club. You, Mike Kaiser, a bunch of y'all. Yeah, a whole bunch of us went out, and um, he don't even really hang like that, so I'm excited that he actually took the time to come hang out and throw some dollars. How much money does Top Dog throw in a script glove? Because Top Dog's one of the biggest record executives out here. TDE's one of the most popping labels. How much money does he throw? Um, don't tell him me. I, you know, I wasn't paying attention, but it was definitely a nor'easter in the strip club. Okay. Go ahead, Top Dog. Drop one of Clues Bombs to Top Dog, damn it. All right. And Kaiser was definitely, my Kaiser from Atlantic Records was definitely re-throwing money that was on, <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> Kaiser out there just throwing Cardi B's album budget. Don't forget, don't forget right. Cardi got an album coming out in April, okay? Save some of that money for promo, Kaiser. Don't just expect her to tweet her way to platinum. My goodness, all right. And that's your rumor report. Now, um, the mix is up next. Let me know what you want to hear at DJ Envy, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.